those days, we used to have some, con some companies, Pojo Automobile in Kaduna. We used to have Volkswagen. We used to have a company called Steer. They were manufacturing or assembling vehicles in Nigeria. I recall, I worked in one, um, I think, Ogun State Television in 1982 or 83. And some of my colleagues, they bought their Volkswagen car for 600 naira. Nobody told me. I knew when they bought it. Praise the Lord. I used to open the newspapers then, either Daily Times or Sketch. You will see adverts of cars like 504 or whatever brand of car. And they will put the price. 2,400 and something, and they will put X Lagos, which means if it is outside Lagos, you may have to put more. But can you imagine? 504 car was selling for 2,400 and something. I read it, I saw it in the papers myself. Praise the Lord. We used to have companies like Dunlop, Michelin, they were producing tires. Baywak was producing batteries. Where are they today? We used to have Bata Nigeria Limited manufacturing and producing locally made shoes. We used to go to Bata shop. We would sit down. They would come. They would attend to us. They would fit our legs with the right shoe. Things were working. What about the textile companies? All of them. They have either folded up or re relocated to better climb. Some of these companies, they have fled Nigeria. And because of their absence in our economy, our economy is in shambles. Unemployment is the order of the day. Our youth, they graduate from the university, five years, 10 years, no jobs. A graduate will be earning 30,000 Naira. What can that do? What is the future for our youth? As we speak, our children in federal universities, they have been held hostage by their lecturers, all in the name of Asus tribe. The almighty God will have mercy. Amen. You will agree with me. The suffering that has been experienced by the average man, the common man, you and I, the masses, is unprecedented. It has never been like this before. A few years ago, I was in my office, and one of my colleagues, we were talking, she now said her, Mommy, do you know how long ago I've cooked fish or I've added fish or meat in my stews? I said, what are you saying? She said, ah, that, that is not all that. She knows people, it is when they go to parties, that they serve them fish or meat, they will now take the meat, they will hide it and take it home. Has it been ever this bad? No. The Almighty will intervene in our situation. The scripture I read to us earlier on was about the siege upon the nation of Samaria. But one day, God visited Samaria just like he will visit our country, Nigeria, with our prayers today. God visited Samaria and decided by his own hands to remove the siege against Samaria. Joy returned. Good life returned. Plenty returned. And everyone 
went about their lives happy. Shall we rise to our feet? Hope is not lost for Nigeria. The same God who brought about a turnaround in Samaria is here today. He is the God who rules in the affairs of man and is the governor among the nations. He will surely hear us today as we cry to him. Praise the Lord. Ezekiel 34, 25, it says, And I will make with them a covenant of peace and will cause the evil beasts to cease out of the land and they shall dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. We're going to say, Father, please remove the siege over Nigeria as you did for Samaria. Our Father and our God in the name of Jesus, we are crying to you this morning. You are our God, you are our King, you are our help. You are our everything. You say we should call upon you in times of need. You say you will hear us. This morning, oh God, we need you to intervene in the affairs of this nation. Please put an end to the siege over Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Our country is indeed under siege. Terrorism, banditry, kidnapping for ransom, bloodshed. Every day you hear in the news, so many people were killed today in so-so local government. So many people were massacred today, unknown gunmen. Look at the couple, couple to be in the east. Was it yesterday or day before yesterday? They were beheaded. Life does not matter to anyone, I mean to some people in Nigeria anymore. Their consciences have been seared as with an iron. We are going to pray this morning and say, Father, please pass through the length and breadth of Nigeria. To the north, to the northwest, to the northeast, to the north central, to the southwest, to the southeast, to the south south. Bring an end to banditry. Bring to an end unnecessary bloodshed. Bring to an end terrorism. Bring to an end kidnapping for ransom. Bring to an end ritual killing. Bring to an end every turbulence in our nation. In the name of Jesus, our Father and our God, we are pleading with you. You are the governor among the nations. We are inviting you this morning. Please pass through our nation. Pass through the length and breadth of Nigeria to the north to the northwest, to the northeast, to the north central, to the southwest, to the southeast, to the south south, bring an end to banditry. Bring an end to ritual killing. Bring to an end bloodshed. Bring to an end to kidnapping for ransom. Bring to an end, oh God, all forms of vices in our nation. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. You will agree with me that the reason these things have persisted for this long is because we have some people in high places that are sponsoring them, that are sympathetic to them. This morning we are going to say, Father, please expose and bring to judgment all the enemies of Nigeria. 
all the sponsors and kingpins of banditry, kidnapping and bloodshed, ritual killing. Father, please expose them. Father, please bring them to judgment. Father, please, Lord, put them to shame. Put them to shame, oh God. Give us victory in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In the book of Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, the Bible says, righteousness exalted a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. We have all the preparations going on in the covens, in the land, everywhere concerning 2023 election. Left to you and I, we really don't need any election. But you know, we are a country under, uh, under, the, under siege politically. We're going to pray for the election that will take place in 2023. We're going to say, Father, please give us leaders after your own heart. Leaders that will be sympathetic to the cause and the plight of the common man. Leaders that will be selfless. Give us leaders after your own heart. In the name of Jesus. Show us mercy, O oh God, in this nation. Politically show us mercy. Give us leaders after your own heart. Give us selfless leaders. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We are hoping and praying for a new Nigeria. I would like us to listen to the uh, scripture in Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 27. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 27. It says, And the tree of the field shall yield her fruit, and the earth shall yield her increase, and they shall be safe in their land, and shall know that I am the Lord, when I have broken the bands of their yoke, and delivered them out of the hand of those that serve themselves of them. We're going to say, Father, please heal our nation. Heal our nation spiritually. Heal our nation economically. Heal our nation politically. Heal our nation socially. Father, please give us a new Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Our Father in heaven, we want to thank you. Indeed, you are our God, you are our Father, you are our all in all. We have nowhere to turn to. We have no one that can help us except you. It is only your God that can help us in this nation. Lord, we have prayed that you will remove the siege over Nigeria. Please do so in the name of Jesus. Lord, we have prayed that you will expose all the sponsors of all the vices going on, all the bloodshed, all the terrorism, the kidnapping for ransom, all the people, oh God, the ritual killings, oh God. You will expose their sponsors and you will destroy them. You will put them to shame in the name of Jesus. We have prayed, oh God, that you will give us new leaders, leaders after your own heart, leaders that will not think of themselves alone, but we will think and be sympathetic to the plight of the common man. 
in the name of Jesus. You will do so for us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we have prayed, oh God, that you will give us a new Nigeria. A new Nigeria, oh God, where things will work. A new Nigeria where there will be, oh God, where our economy will be revamped. A new Nigeria, oh God, where unemployment will no longer be in existence. A new Nigeria, oh God, where we will be healed socially, politically, economically, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Only you alone can do it. And we know you will do it for us because we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord will answer our prayers in Jesus' name. Please let us be seated. God bless you. Amen. Okay. I, before we came down from the office, I was telling our, my friends that were with me, the, my protocol people, I was telling them, I told them two testimonies. One of them, the two guys were quite dear to me, or are dear to me. One of them could hardly pay his rent just about five or seven years ago. He could hardly pay his rent. Today, he lives in a duplex somewhere around Lekki. By the grace of God, today, he runs a very big company. He has quite a number of people working for him. He has graduates working for him that are paid very well. Now, he, he's somebody that is quite close to me. And so he wasn't, he's not a Yahoo person. God just lifted him from where he used to be and placed him where he is right now. That same God is the one that you have come to meet with today. It will do much more for you in Jesus' mighty name. The second one was struggling also back in Lekki, I'm sorry, in Ikurudu. Very dear to me. I tried to look for a job for him everywhere. And as God will open the door for him, God moved him from Ikurudu. He got a job in Lekki. The moment he got a job, though his father has a house in Ikorodu, I told him, you are no more in Ikorodu. You are not a lucky person. And so that's how I told him, go look for a little house there. Even if you are going to be sleeping and waking up there from somebody's room, just go there. And you are no more of Ikorodu. You are now a lucky person. And that's how this gentleman became a lucky person. Today, he's driving the official car of the company where he worked. Beautiful car. He lives in Lekki himself. He's married. He has a son today. And uh, this is what God can do. I'm expecting that God will do much more for somebody here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even if your business is good, I have also a testimony of a guy. He was doing quite okay. I remember there was a time that we wanted to buy the red chairs in our church at that time. It was the one that brought him. He didn't want them to tell me he brought him four million for us to buy the chairs. So it wasn't like he was not doing good. But I tell you something, God can take you from this level and take you to a much higher level. And that was exactly what God did for this guy. Now, what was he doing? He was doing this uh, diesel and all that, supplies and all that. That's why he was making his money. But God moved him from that level. I remember the day that he paid for his vessel. Do you know vessel? 
that they used to bring, you know, fuel, you know, he paid for his vessel, he paid, he paid the, the, the deposit for his vessel, one million dollars. He came to tell me when he did that. God moved him from the level of carrying fuel with uh, trucks and moved him to the level where he bought his own vessel. I can assure you that there's nothing that God cannot do. And so I expect you to be expectant. Look at where you are and begin to eye where you like to be. Now, eye where you like to be because God is able to take you to that level and take you beyond that level in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is actually the reason why we've organized this program. Because we desire that people, economic situation must change. And it is time for God to do that in our lives in Jesus' mighty name. Now, I, hear, I have here today one of our very senior pastors in the Redeemed Christian Church of God, uh, the pastor in charge of Lagos Province 70. And uh, is a person that is not just a success in the church, is a success in the secular. And our pastor will not want me to tell you that he has a first class in uh, computer science very many years back. And in no time, he became a chartered accountant many years. So he's both an IT man and a finance man. And he run his business, you know, it's done very well for himself. And so it is just for the love of God that he's able to come and sit with us in the church. It's a success, I can assure you. And I believe that um, God is using him and God will use his mouth to bring success into the life of everyone that is here. And so please, I'd like you to rise to your feet as we put our hands together for Jesus as I invite Pastor Olufemi Olunuga. You are most welcome, sir. The Lord bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Praise the living Jesus. Can you please help me clap for my old guy? Please clap for him very well. And clap for mommy too. So that the food we are going to eat later will be loaded with a lot of chicken and fish. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Please be seated. I must confess that our daddy here continues to be a source of great inspiration, not just for me, but also for my wife. And I've mentioned him to one of my children who is in the creative arts business. Sir, your joy will never diminish. As you move higher, your joy will keep increasing. And all the days of your life, sir and ma, you will enjoy radiant health. Every labor you have devoted for the work of God will be rewarded with everlasting favor in the name of Jesus. Oh, it's a great privilege to be here again. And we do not take it lightly. I want you to please forgive me because when I was praying, I told the Almighty God that I also want to be blessed by the message of this morning. So I want to confess to you, whatever you are hearing is not from my ability, is not from my knowledge of the word, it's exactly what God wants us to hear. So I want us to start by singing only one verse. There shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of God. There shall be seasons refreshing. 
sent from the Savior above. Father and our God, we are here again to ask for your divine attention. Daddy, as your son, our elder, prayed earlier, each time we come into your presence, we always go with loads of presents. Today, Father, do not make it an exception. Let our expectations be exceeded. Let your name alone be glorified. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please, let's be seated. Ah, Father, we thank you. We appreciate everything you have been doing in our lives. The topic before us this morning is to bless all the work of our hands to bless all the work of our hands. I humbly bring salutes to everyone doing one work or the other, whether you are a public servant, a civil servant, an entrepreneur, or even a petty trader. We are here to declare to you today that God will bless the works of your hands, and it doesn't matter where you are today. As our daddy has mentioned earlier, be assured that if you stay diligent, the Lord will keep promoting you. And someday, very soon, when you stand to give your testimony, men will run after you and ask you to take them to your God that you serve in the name of Jesus. Brethren, there is no restriction to God's blessings. The only condition is your walking in righteousness, which is Proverbs 28.13. Proverbs 28.13, it says, he that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. If you are here today, trusting God for a job or promotion, don't sit idly at home or your present level of knowledge. Is there a skill you need to learn? Go learn it. Is there a certificate that will give you better chances? Go get it. The promise of God will not fall from heaven. You have a part to play. Do your part. And watch the Almighty God do the rest. Shall we take Deuteronomy 28, 12? Please stand in. Deuteronomy 28, 12. That's our reference text. Kindly rise to your feet and let us read it together. Deuteronomy 28, verse 12. That's the text for this program. Shall we take it together? If you are not there, say wait for us. Very good. It's on the screen. Want to go? The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give thee rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Now you will personalize it, mentioning your name. Want to go? The Lord shall open unto Femi Olunuga his good treasure, 
the heaven to give Femelunuga rain unto his land in his season, and to bless all the work of Femelunuga's hand. And Femelunuga shall lend unto many nations, and shall not borrow. So shall it be in the name of God the Father, in the name of God the Son, in the name of God the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. Brethren, God's plan for his children is to live in abundance. God wants us to be blessed to the point of being a blessing to people around us. And he wants us to be lenders to nations without us borrowing from anyone. And I'm sure there are many people who are lenders to Nigeria here seated. You may not know it. Yes, you are lenders to Nigeria. Because you are working so hard to bring prosperity to this land. Many may not notice what you are doing. But heaven notices and your reward will not elude you in Jesus' name. You see, God promised us that he will open the windows of heaven and send us rain in due season. What does this mean? It means we will flourish like the tree planted by the riverside. However, as good and comforting these promises are, there are conditions attached to it. All these promises will only come to pass in your life provided you engage your hands in any decent labor or endeavor. Hear this and hear very well, my brothers and my sisters. God never blesses any idle hand. He never blesses any idle hand. And there's something I'm going to announce to you at the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you are here and you are unemployed, today, make sure you see our pastor, the parish coordinator of this parish. Register your name. Indicate your number if you have one. Indicate your address if you have one. What is he going to do for you? Each time there is need to gather together to pray, he will serve for you. You will come to the church. You will pray. I once guaranteed a loan for my friends in 1992. And by the time the loan was due, I lost everything. They didn't pay. I lost everything. I had to start again from ground zero. But what I'm just sharing with you today, I did it when I got to Abuja. If there is any program in church, good morning, Jesus, I'll be there. Good afternoon, Jesus, I'll be there. Good evening, Jesus, I'll be there. If there is vigil, I'll be there. If there is no vigil, I impose vigil on myself. Because I know the moment you're able to please God, he will cause even your enemies to be at peace with you. Recall the story of the widow, 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. That the creditors were coming to take away her sons for the debt her husband owed. Elijah asked her, what do you have in your house? And she said, a little jar of oil. And that was all God needed to transform her to become an oil merchant. I have good news for you. Proverbs 14.23, Proverbs 14.23 says, In all labor there is profit, but the talk of the leaves tendeth only to penury. Putting it in contemporary language, it says, All hard work brings a profit. But mere talk leads only to poverty. You cannot be idle and expect God to bless you. Our God worked to create the entire universe. He is not a lazy God. Therefore, he will never overlook laziness. We have heard of stories of people that became wealthy as a result of one small business or hobby. They did not start with the mindset of having multiple business outlets or business empire. They started small, like the example our daddy gave us of a man who was just supplying diesel with tankers. Do you know you can even start supplying diesel in 
jerry cans. From there, you move to tanker. And someday, because God is no respecter of person, to that person that will shout a good amen, you too will one day come and testify of your new vessel in the name of Jesus. As harsh as this may sound, no work, no blessing. Look at your neighbor, say, say to him, no work, no blessing. The topic is to bless all the work of our hands. We are going to share just three things, one of five things you must do. Five ways to the blessing that will bring progress and joy to your work. Let's examine how the blessing, in capital letters, the blessing, will get you the desired results. Many are walking like an elephant and eating like ants, and it's fairly a common experience. That's even if you have a job. Sometimes it can feel like you are struggling to advance, but facing setback after setback, or simply staying in the same place year after year. Certainly, there is an adversary who is always ready and willing to throw hindrances your way. But what if increase and advancement could be achieved with a simple change in your thinking and strategy? It's possible. Like our daddy said, I rose to the highest level of prominence in my career. Before the age of 30, I had a house by the grace of God. But because I was ignorant of the word of God, because the word of God makes it very clear, you must never guarantee any loan. The word of God says if you have guaranteed a loan, go quickly and withdraw that guarantee. Why? Because it can take you to poverty. I did not know the word of God. So I guaranteed loans because I felt we were classmates from primary school. And it landed me in a debt of 42.5 million in 1992. Everything I thought I had worked for in my life was taken away. My car, I had to sell it and lease it back. It was at that point I joined Redeem. And I started attending every program. No pastor needs to call me. I'll go to pastor. Do you have any work to do, sir? The blessing of the Lord. Make it rich. Add death. No sorrow. You need to declare with your mouth. You will say, you twin spirit of delay and frustration. You are saying it as if you are ladies and gentlemen. Ah. You say, you twin spirit of delay and frustration. Be paralyzed. Over my life, over my marriage, over my children, over my career, over my business, over my ministry, over the nation Nigeria, be paralyzed, be paralyzed, be paralyzed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes, you are doing very well. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. Please be seated. Whenever we call a prayer point, jump on your feet. Because the devil has mastered his strategy. When he knows you're about to escape his stronghold, he will send sleep and your eyelids will gather weight and drop to force of gravity. And when others are praying, you are busy snoring. So once you say, in the name of Jesus, just jump up. And don't pray for yourself alone. Pray for your wife. 
Pray for your children. Even if you are not married, pray for your wife. Pray for your husband. Pray for your children. Pray for your career or business. Pray for your ministry and pray for Nigeria. Five things. New mindset we must acquire from today. And I can tell you, by the grace of God, I didn't understand this until I started preparing many, many years ago, messages relating to this topic. And I saw that exactly what God wanted us to do is what he led us to do many, many years ago. The number one thing you need to change today is to recognize that it is the blessing of God that makes it rich and addeth no sorrow. Proverbs 10, 22. In this verse, the word translated sorrow literally means to toil. If you go and check that word, translated to sorrow, it means to toil. Now, there's nothing wrong with work. Why? 2 Thessalonians 3.10. 2 Thessalonians 3.10 says, that's the message Bible version. If you don't work, you don't eat. Work is a requirement for advancement, and the Bible is clear that diligence is required for promotion, increase, and wealth. Proverbs 22.29. Proverbs 22.29. However, there's a difference between work and toil. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a difference. Say it loudly. There's a difference. Between work and toil. Brethren, whether we like it or not, God never intended you and I to be toiling. He expects us to work, not to toil. If you look at Deuteronomy 28, verse 8, Deuteronomy 28, verse 8, the, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thy hand unto. You must set your hand on something, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Toil is taking the responsibility and pressure of provision unto yourself. That's not the intention of God. Some have argued, listen attentively. Well, I have to earn a living. But I have three questions for you. For those who argue that they have to earn a living. Did you earn your salvation? You got it by grace. And you are sustaining it through faith. Number two, did you earn the baptism of the Holy Ghost? What exactly did you do to earn it? How did you get it? By grace. And it's sustained by faith. Number three, did you earn healing? There are diseases that doctors will announce that there is no hope. Go home and die. We've heard from our daddy, and you have several testimonies, how God turned around that situation. And such people who were supposed to have died many years ago, they are still alive today. Now, what makes you think you have to earn your money? Yes, you need to work, but you don't need to make your own living. If you gather it for yourself, it works like a bag, the holes in it. It is the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. The more you study God's word, the more you realize that the blessing of the Lord does three things in a man's life. The blessing of the Lord is the glory of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord is the spirit of the Lord. And the blessing of the Lord is the Lord himself. So when you say, God, bless the work of my hand, you are inviting the God Almighty himself into that business. You don't have to toil to be rich. I'll give you an example. There are many people who are working with Adigio today, working closely with him. 
At least I know one or two. If you see the way they live, you will know clearly that it's not because they are driver or they are whatever that they are living that, that well. It is the fact that they are associated with the man of God and the blessing of the Lord through that man of God with whom they walk is now overflowing into their lives. Brethren, I can tell you without any doubt, there is no assignment, I mean professional engagement I have had that I have relied, since I knew the Lord the way I know him, on my own intellect. There are certain places you will go. For instance, we were auditing an oil, company, oil producing company, and there was fraud there. When they prepared their financial report, they were reporting movements, movements in fixed assets. You are supposed to accumulate the cost of fixed assets, and you are supposed to record it as the investment on those assets. But what this oil company, a major oil company in this nation was doing, was reporting only movements, increase every year. Then they use a balancing figure. They put it as amount due from NMPC. Balancing figure. Amount due from NMPC. And because there, were, there was a lot of corruption in the system, nobody had the courage to confront them. But I was a very small boy, trainee accountant in 1981. And I said, no, this is not what my own basic bookkeeping has taught me. We can't be reporting movement. I was withdrawn from that audit. We didn't send you to go and do that. I documented my report and submitted it. A few years later, alarm blew. Coincidentally, the current president was the minister of, they used to call them federal commissioner for petroleum at that time. And the truth came out. Many of you, the older ones will remember, the accountant of that oil company was assassinated around Maryland by that mobile petrol station that has been removed now. Why? Because when they found out the amount of money involved, they needed the sacrificial lamb to cover that situation. Brethren, the same is true for you and I today. We are called to work but not to struggle and toil. And how do you do this? You do your work as working for the Lord. And you shift your mindset over to believing your income will far exceed your salary. Because God, not your salary, is your source. Say to yourself, God is my source. My business or my salary is not my source. The day you take that as your position you begin to rest and not worry about your finances, and you give your financial cares over to the Almighty God. His intention is for you to be made wealthy, not just for your own enjoyment, but for the advancement of his kingdom here on earth. Brethren, when you observe that many youths, as you drive, you see many youths playing football on the road on Sundays, your heart will not have peace. Why? Because you are a kingdom person, you are concerned about the well-being and the future of these ones. When you see people who have suffered disasters and they are in pain, you will not rest until you go and see pastor. Pastor, what are we doing about Ukraine? Yes, even if we don't have parishes there, 
is there any nation, any authority covering Ukraine? I have five naira. I have 1,000. Take and let us send there. You begin to operate with a kingdom mindset. And the blessing of the Lord will begin to make you rich. Shall we jump on our feet and say, Father, I am available. Use me for your glory. I am available, Lord. Father, I am available. I am available, Lord. Use me for your glory. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please, sirs and mass, be seated. It is truly the blessing of God that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. Number two, let the blessing promote you. Don't struggle for promotion. Look at Deuteronomy 6, verse 11. Deuteronomy 6, verse 11. The New Living Translation. The Bible says, The houses will be richly stocked with goods you did not produce. You will draw water from cisterns you did not dig. And you will eat from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. I expected more. Amen. You see, so many times, we Christians feel the need to compromise on our way to the top. Particularly, the higher you, are, the higher you go, the closer you are to the top. They now tell you it is the company policy to do it this way. I just gave you an example. Recently, I read in the news, the audit, audit firm where I trained, they were fined heavily in the United Kingdom for not disclosing the truth the way it is. And they had to negotiate so that their license will not be withdrawn. So there is no compromise that is acceptable to a child of God. So many times we feel the need to compromise. But God is the only one who can promote. And the blessing of God will promote you even when the world says you are not good enough. The blessing of God will promote you when you've had one setback after another. The blessing of God will promote you when you are surrounded by enemies who want to keep you from ever reaching your destination. But you have to let the blessing do the work. When you are operating in the natural, you are likely to shut out the supernatural because you are putting the energy of your faith toward yourself rather than towards God. When you learn to step back and stop fighting in your own strength and allow God to promote you, you will see advancements you never dreamed become possible. I'll give you an example. We worked in Abuja for 12 years. And after 12 years, in 2008, we came back to Lagos. And they organized a same forth. You know how they do for pastors. We are very familiar with it. And they now gave us a, a brand new car, a very mighty car. They call it Kario. You know how mighty it is. Hallelujah. Brand new car, mighty car. And forgive me, I told myself, God, this is not for me. Because I know how much I work for you. Brethren, we started with two parishes as acting area pastor. And by the time we were living, in three years, we had 12 parishes. Ten active. I said, God, if they don't know what we have done, you know what we have done. I said, so you, daddy, I'm expecting you to say to me, 
Of course, I looked very happy before the people. I thanked everybody and I prayed for them. Brethren, under three months, I got a phone call. And listen very well. Each time you serve God in truth and in spirit, he will always respond to your complaints. I got a phone call. One of my brothers in Abuja is currently in Central Parish as the administrator. I think his name is Sheye, Pastor Sheye. He called us and said, there's a land somewhere. We want you to come and look at it. I said, me? I was in Abuja for 12 years. You didn't show me land. It's now I've left. You are now calling me. For almost a month, I didn't go. Then reluctantly, I went there. I saw that if you are going to that land, for those who are familiar with Abuja, you have to drive by the Supreme Court. You have to drive by the house, official residence of the vice president. You have to turn to the right after the former EFCC office. They call that Suleiman Barau, for those who are familiar with Abuja. And he showed us the place, plot number 30. Uh -uh. On that street, almost all the houses belonged to governors, industry captains. And there was his only land there. Sitting. I said, this is 419, Pastor Sheye. I said, this is 419. How can you be all the way from Lagos to come and look at 419 land? He said, please now, please. Just look at it first and hear the story. The bottom line is that it was allocated to a general. El Rufai revoked it after the general said he didn't need it. And they were looking for somebody who could buy it and develop it. One of my sisters in the church got it. You see the kingdom connection now. But she didn't have money to develop it. She now said, Pastor Femi, I know you can raise the resources. You buy the place for the main building. I will use that money to build the boys' quarters so that we secure the place. We put up a 10-bedroom building in that place. And by the time we finished, the total money that finished 250 million naira. They offered us 500 million to buy that property. We ended up selling it far more than that. Jump on your feet and say, Father. Jump on your feet and say, Father. In every area I work for you, reward me beyond human imaginations. Go ahead and cry to him. It's only God that can promote. In any area I work for you, O Lord, reward me beyond measure. Thank you, mighty Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we Please be seated. There's a song we sing. I want you to regularly sing it. Thank you for fighting my battles for me. Jehovah, Olugbe Jao. Thank you for fighting my battles for me. Jehovah, Olugbe Listen. Thank you for fighting my battles. I say, listen, no. Jehovah, Olugbe Seo. Thank you for Fighting my battles for me, Jehovah, Oluwese. Thank you for fighting my battles. Listen, Jehovah, Oluwoso. Thank you for fighting my battles for me, Jehovah, Oluwoso. 
God is going to arise. In this very day, before the song we said today, he will fight for you. Where you have been forgotten, you will be remembered. Where you have been cheated, you will be compensated. Where you have been defeated, you will be restored. In the name of Jesus. Please, let's be seated. It may sound so impossible. You may think my situation, pastor can never understand. But I will remind you of Joseph's example. Joseph, he was given a dream and a vision for his life. The dream could have died when he was thrown into the pit. Where his brothers, blood brothers threw him. There was nothing humanly possible for Joseph to do to get promoted from that pit and that terrible situation. But the blessing of God was there with him. And that was what kept his brothers from killing him in the first instance. The blessing of God is what sent that caravan from Egypt to the right place at the right time to fish him out and push him towards his destiny. You feel like you aren't moving forward in life? Are you in a pit today? Have you been stuck in a place where it seems there is no way out, no possibility of advancement? Take a step back and invite God into that situation. Let the blessing of God begin to do the work and promote you to positions you can never imagine, or people may even say you are not qualified for. Joseph was in a situation where he could do nothing on his own. I mean, he was in a pit. He was in a pit, and there was nothing he could do about it. And you know, he was also, he became a slave. From being a slave, he became a prisoner. Genesis 39 verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. Notice, it doesn't say Joseph prospered because of his race. The Bible does not say Joseph prospered because of his influential family. Joseph did not prosper because of his education. Not because of his social status or his intelligence. No. The blessing is what made Joseph prosper and received a promotion to the second most powerful position in the world. The blessing of the Lord doesn't care where you are, where you are, or where you come from. Stop fighting the world and trying to prove yourself. Let the blessing promote you, and you find yourself in a palace. I expected an amen. If you desire supernatural elevation, our daddy just spoke about that on Sunday. Jump on your feet and shout a thunderous hallelujah. You will pray these three prayers for very clearly. Say, Father, banish unforgiving spirit from my life permanently in the name of Jesus. Banish unforgiving spirit from my life permanently in the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Banish unforgiving spirit from my life permanently in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You say, Father, enshrine your kind of love in my heart every day in the name of Jesus. Father, enshrine your kind of love in my heart every day in the name of Jesus. Father, enshrine your kind of love in my wife, in my children, every day in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. You will finally say, Father, ignite your fire of integrity. 
in my heart and keep it glowing. Ignite your fire of integrity in my heart and keep it glowing in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, please, never let me compromise again. Never let me compromise again. Never let me compromise again. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please be seated. We said we are going to look at five things, change in strategy, change in mindset, that will launch us and begin to make the blessing work in our favor. Number one, we say it is a blessing that maketh rich, and addeth no sorrow. Number two, we said let the blessing promote you. Now, number three, let the blessing defend you. Let the blessing defend you. If you look at Deuteronomy 32 verse 4, Deuteronomy 32 verse 4, I like the version rendered by Good News Translation. It says, the Lord is your mighty defender. What a glorious opportunity. The Lord is your mighty defender. So beginning from today, when you are wronged, you are slighted, or downright betrayed, do you spring into action to defend yourself? No. When you've been wronged, it can be tempting to rise and take action. And sometimes the Lord will tell you to do just that. However, you shouldn't never again defend yourself without his backing. Never again. Recall Joseph, in, his, in the story of Joseph, he never defended himself against Potiphar. He didn't write petition to, the, to Pharaoh. He didn't spend time fighting to get out of prison. He waited patiently and he allowed the blessing take care of it. It didn't happen overnight, but God avenged him in every way possible. Listen, there is no defender greater than God. You don't have to fight your own fight. You don't have to defend yourself and look out for your own rights. If you humble yourself and step aside for the blessing to go ahead, God will cause the blessing to prepare a table before you in the very presence of your enemies. This is an important lesson to learn because when you walk in the blessing, you must be persecuted. When you walk in the blessing, you must be persecuted. Look at the book of Mark 10.30. Mark 10.30, it says, We will have a hundredfold return with houses and lands that come from the blessing along with persecutions. The blessing on you will make people envious of you, whether you like it or not. No matter how humble Daddy Gio may be, there are people who are sworn enemies of Daddy Gio. Clothe yourself with humility. Cast your cares over to Jesus. When you put the situation that concerns you into the hands of the Almighty God, God himself will take over. And that's why you never see Daddy Gio ever responding to any attack in the social media. Some of us even have access to him. We go to him and say, Daddy, let us put something out there on the internet. He said, no, 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 please, don't do that. What that song is saying, is that God will do his work. When it comes to defending me, I don't need to fight. All I need to do is to go to him and say, Daddy, you can hear what they are saying. No? Do 
your beat and let me be vindicated. Now you will jump on your feet and sing this song of warfare. And I want you to sing it because we don't have plenty of time. You will sing it with all your energy. Fight my battles, fight my battles. Holy Ghost, arise, oh, and fight my... Go! Fight my battles, fight my battles. Holy Ghost, arise, oh, and fight my battles. Two more times. Fight my battles, fight my battles. Holy Ghost, arise, oh, fight my battles. Come on! Fight my battles, fight my battles. Holy Ghost, arise, oh, fight my battles. Hey! Holy Ghost, arise, oh, and fight my battles. Come on! Holy Ghost, arise, oh, fight my battles. Hey! Holy Ghost, arise, oh, Father, Father, arise and fight my battles at home, at work, in ministry, in the name of Jesus. You have just 10 seconds. Arise, O oh Lord, fight my battles at home, fight my battles at work, fight my battles in ministry, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please be seated. Five things. Number one, we said it is blessing of God that make it rich and added to no sorrow. Number two, we said the blessing will promote you. Number three, we said let the blessing defend you. Now number four, let the blessing anoint you. It is the anointing of God that breaks every yoke. It is the anointing of God that makes all the difference. First John 2, 27. 1 John 2.27, NIV version says, His anointing teaches you about all things. You don't have to figure anything out, depending on your personality type. That may be a very difficult thing to handle. Have you ever run up against a situation and thought, this is a hopeless situation. I'll never be able to do that. Well, think again. No situation is hopeless when you factor in the anointing. The anointing factor is a power of God at work in your situation. It is God doing those things in your life that only God himself can do. When your mind and flesh try to take over in these situations, you soon realize, I just don't have the strength. I'll give you an example. We were appointed as revenue consultant to River State Government. And after being appointed, we hired people in Lagos. We trained them. That was in February 2002. And we took them to River State. We hired about three flats, and we bought a, a, a highest vehicle, Toyota highest, to be carrying them to the office. Listen and listen very well. Our task was to increase the revenue of River State. And those who were stealing the money, they knew. They went to check us out spiritually. They knew this man will not compromise. So they felt the only thing we can do is to kill him before he starts at all, like they tried to do with Jesus. What did they do? They mobilized the entire civil service and said, Femi Olunuga is the brother to Martin Skouye. How many people remember Martin Skouye? Minister of State for Finance. They said, how can Yoruba man be controlling federal? and come and control our own indigenous resources here. They've already taken our oil from our backyard. They don't want to take our revenue. What do you people say? They said, no, 
Yoruba man must go. Yoruba man must go. Yoruba man must go. Ah! Some of my staff ran back to Lagos. I called a few and said, do you know what we do? I said, this is a spiritual battle. As many as we join me, let us do seven days dry charge. We will not go to that secretariat. I said, but the fire of God will go there. And we destroy every opposition. And for seven days, we're praying. And what did we say? Say, Father, let your counsel prevail. Let your counsel prevail. Let your counsel prevail. Praying, just one prayer point. By the fifth day, the governor called us to his office and said, don't be bothered, though. Don't be disturbed. I know all the people behind this scene, and I'm going to deal with them. Brethren, all the directors, I'm summarizing it because of time, at the Federal Board of Internet, Board of Internet, they were sad. Because the governor used his own network to discover who was sponsoring this attack. And the governor called us and said, Olu, who do you recommend to be the chairman? Can we make one of your people chairman? I said, no, sir. By the laws of the land, somebody from the civil service, somebody from the board must be promoted to become the chairman. So there's a man there. His name is Reverend A.N.T.E.P. T.E.P., an Ogoni man. I've checked. I found out that he's not tainted with corruption. As we speak, as a director, he doesn't even have a private car because he refused to partake of their corrupt practices. I said, sir, make him the acting chairman. If he performs six months or thereafter, he can be confirmed. That was what happened. And revenue moved the River State from less than 480 million every month to over 2.5 billion naira every month before we left. It wasn't because we were good at anything. It was just the anointing of God. You know how the house of Potiphar was blessed by the presence of Joseph. Wherever you go from today, Wherever you touch from today, whatever you do from today, will be blessed supernaturally in the name of Jesus. Please be seated. Please be seated. You have a covenant right to expect the power of God in your life to work on your behalf. Factor in that power of God in his word. That is why you must be an ardent study, I mean, student of the word. Factor in the power of the Holy Spirit. That is why you must convert the partnership of the Holy Spirit. Factor in the anointing. Listen to me, brethren. There are so many things you think you can fight for for yourself. Forget about them. Become a mumu for Jesus. Psalm 110 verse 1. Psalm 110 verse 1. Said, the Lord said to my Lord, hold your peace. Until what? I make your enemies your footstool. Stop arguing. Stop struggling. When you are cheated, stop complaining. Let the blessing of God fight the battles for you. How many things have we talked about now? It's the blessing of God that make it rich and add no sorrow. Number two, let the blessing promote you. Number three, let the blessing defend you. Number four, let the blessing anoint you. Now let me come to the last one. And that's the one I love. Anytime I just think about it, I want to begin to dance. I want to begin to dance. Let the blessing preach. The gospel. Let the blessing do what? This is an area I love so much. I love it too much. Because I've seen it work. Brethren, it works. 
My favorite scripture is Daniel 12.3. Daniel 12.3. The Bible says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Who is wise? He that winneth souls is wise. So if you substitute mathematically and say, And they that winneth souls shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forevermore. Where do we turn many to righteousness? It's in the parishes. Through programs like this. So if you now say, and they that winners souls shall shine as the brightness of a firmament, and they that plant parishes as stars forevermore, what then do you need to keep shining and your generation to keep shining? Two things. Engage in winning souls and planting parishes. Can we say that together? It is fun to talk about the ways the blessing can make us rich. It is interesting to talk about the ways the blessing can promote us. It is wonderful to talk about the ways the blessing can defend us. It is glorious to talk about the ways the blessing can anoint us. But above every other thing, when you allow the blessing to preach the gospel through you, you begin to operate at a supernatural level. Let me tell you, <laughs> there are so many times, things I did not plan for. I have stopped working, secular work, since 2008. When I came to Lagos, I stopped. But then, there are places that they will just say, it is Olunuga we want. I will call one of my people and say, yeah, go and represent me there. When they run into problems, they will send tickets to me. Put me in the best hotel in town to come and look at the problem. Listen to me. I'm confessing before all of you here. Most of the time, I don't know the solution to the problem. Most of the time, I, Femi Runuga, I don't know the solution. But you know what I do? I'll just go there and say, Father, you will never allow your son to see shame. I said, just show me what I must do. Tell me what I must say. And I promise no man will share in your glory. And I will go there and say, yes, brethren, come and come, come forward. Yes, what are the issues at stake? Yes, you talk. Yes, you talk. Yes, you talk. And the Holy Spirit started telling me, that is it. 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 And I said, stop there. Stop there. I said, we are going to work on that area. Work on this area. Do this. Do that. Do you know there was a man, he was the biggest problem, he was the purchasing manager. He was the biggest problem in that establishment. And immediately he got before me, he wanted to talk and he was stammering. Uh -uh. I said, calm down, give him water. Holy Spirit said, oh, Leniel, that's the thief. And I told him, I said, I, said, I need the general manager. I said, Oga, I said, who is this person? They told me, I said, I'm afraid. I am seriously afraid. He may need to go on suspension for two weeks. Let's check what he has been doing. They now remember that for almost seven years, the man has refused to go on, on leave. When they discovered the fraud, they thought that it is Fabio Luluga. You two think that it's Fabio Luluga. It's a lie, he told me. Is the Almighty God. And guess what? 
Each time it happens, I use it to win souls for Jesus. I will confess before everybody I say, it's not me. It's God that did it all. And if you can join this, my God, and make him your Lord and Savior today, you start experiencing the same thing. Look at your neighbor and declare, no more toiling. No more struggling. No more standing in a defensive posture. No more guesswork. Let the blessing do the work for you. In conclusion, in conclusion, Genesis 2.15. Genesis 2.15. Thank you. Genesis 2.15. Let's read it together. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. What did God do? He took the man, put him in the garden to, to, of Eden to walk and to care for it. So God does not want you to be idle. If you look at NIV version, it says the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to walk it and to take care of it. So God expects us to walk. He gives us talents, abilities, and he requires that we walk and use them. Walk was not a cause of the fall. It is all work. That is the cause, as in C-U-R-S-E, of the fall. Even Adam walked in the Garden of Eden. Adam had to turn and keep the garden to walk it and to take care of it. In the garden, his work was fruitful and productive. But when Adam fell, listen and listen very well. We are going to read it together, Genesis 3, 17 to 19. But I'm going to read the NIV version here. Genesis 17 to 19. Pay attention. The Bible says, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree which I have commanded you, you must eat of it. Sorry, you, you must not eat of it. It says, cause is the ground because of you. It says, through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce stones and thistles for you. And you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, and for dust you are, and to dust you will return. Listen and listen well, my brothers and my sisters. After the fall, the cause was that his work will become fruitless and frustrated. The cause, C-U-R-S-E, is that his work will become fruitless and frustrated. And it will require much hard effort and yield negative results, which the Bible called thorns and thistles. However, Galatians 3.13. Galatians 3.13. says, Christ had redeemed us from the cause of the law, being made a cause for us, for it is written, cause is everyone that hangeth on this tree. And the beautiful part of it is 1 John 1.7. No matter the sin you have committed, the blood of Jesus is able to make you as innocent as a newborn baby. Today is the day of deliverance. Only if you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Let me tell you, don't play church. Don't play I am a big man. Don't say I have given my life before the birth of Methuselah. If things are not working, it means you have to take Jesus afresh as your Lord and Savior. And ask for new understanding. So that you can begin to walk according to his plans. 
We are going to make some prophetic declarations now. Three. We are going to raise three prayer points now. The fourth one is going to be your own. But listen, no matter how loud you shout here, if there's a skeleton somewhere, it will keep speaking against you. All heads bowed. All eyes closed. Father, we thank you for sending your word to us. The hour has come for us to take our position in righteousness in you. As your children, we decide right now, honor their decision with your acceptance. Cause they turn around and let every toiling, anything called failure, fruitlessness, and frustration, cause them all to end in the name of Jesus. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. You are here. You want a new beginning with Jesus. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. All heads bowed. God bless you for that hand. I want a new beginning with Jesus. God bless you for that hand. Yes, God bless you. All heads bowed. Please, all heads bowed. I want a new beginning with Jesus. You are the only one to say after us. You say, Father, I thank you for sending your word to me. I acknowledge my sin before you. And ask for forgiveness. Please, oh Lord, I promise you, never again will I go back to my vomit. In every area of my life, I will live according to your word. Help me, oh Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Now, please, let's open our eyes. I know now that every one of us here, when we make declarations, heaven will honor them. Let's stand on our feet. Let's have our text on the screen. Let's have our text on the screen. That's Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. We are going to start with that. Very good. He will say, the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on my land in season, and to bless all the work of my hands. I will lend to many nations, but I will never borrow. In the name of Jesus. Say seven amen to that and seal it. Amen. 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 Deuteronomy 30 verse 9 and 10. Deuteronomy 30 verse 9 and 10. Let's have it on the screen. Hallelujah. Verse 9. You say, the Lord, your God, you turn it to yourself now. You say, the Lord, my God, will make me most prosperous in all the work of my hands, in the fruit of my womb, the young of my livestock, the crops of my land. The Lord will again delight in me. And make me prosperous. In the name of God the Father. 
In the name of God, the Father, God, God the Son, in the name of God, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Seven times. Amen. 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 Listen and listen very well. God will bless the work of your hands and make you exceedingly fruitful and prosperous. In the name of Jesus. Say seven amen again. Want to go? Amen. 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 Brethren, we are moving now to the prayer segment. And I want you to please pay attention here. I don't like prayers that are not rooted in the word of God. So, for the benefit of those who can write, you will take note of the scripture preceding every prayer point. You see that the declarations were also made based on the word of God. We are using, for the first prayer point, we are using Proverbs 18, verse 9. Proverbs 18, verse 9. Why I render NIV version is because sometimes it uses, or most times it uses contemporary language. And it's easier to understand than King James Version. I love King James. I love King James so much. But if I want to gain deeper understanding, I go to NIV. Sometimes I go to Message Version. Proverbs 18, verse 9, NIV says, One who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. You need to understand that. One who is slack in his work is a brother to he that destroys. In other words, if you do not do a good job, each time you have the opportunity to work, you don't give the best you can do, then you are cheating your boss, you are cheating your customers, and you are cheating yourself. An unfaithful person cannot be relied upon. Your work should be excellent in quality and quantity. As the, as the saying goes, God will bless the work of your hands, but he cannot bless the idleness of your hands. Listen to me, brethren. When you put in your very best, sometimes your very best can be nonsense. You know why? Because you have not acquired relevant knowledge to deliver required standards or to deliver to the required standards. And that's why we started by saying, if you need to get a particular qualification, go and get it. There is no way you can be selling pure water. And I mean no disrespect to people who sell pure water because my mother was selling something like that too when I was young. Okay? But there is no way you can equate yourself to somebody who is selling crude oil. The two of them are liquid. But the values they carry are different. You want to operate in the realm of crude oil dealers, oil merchants, must acquire the needed qualification to get there. And I tell people, you don't need to have all the capital in the world. God has given you the capital in your head. Use your skill. Acquire the necessary skills. It will catapult you to the realm of the big boys. And then they begin to reckon with you as an individual. You're going to tell the Almighty God, say, Father, I promise to give you my best. At every opportunity, in the name of Jesus.
Go ahead and pray. Father, I promise to give you my best at every opportunity. In the name of Jesus. Pray that prayer very well. Pray that prayer very well. I promise to give you my best at every opportunity. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Second scripture, Ecclesiastes 9, verse 10. Ecclesiastes 9, verse 10. Again, NIV version. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For in the grave where you are going, there is neither working nor planning for knowledge nor wisdom. You know, our daddy says something which I don't like referring to. When I was studying computer sciences, it wasn't because I was brilliant out that made me to come out top of the class. No, it's not. It was Professor Olaide, it was Dr. Olaide Abbas there. He provoked me. Yes, he provoked me. Jam. We were the first set of jam in 1978. We were the first set of jam, 1978. And some of you remember in Lagos, University of Lagos then, there was a, a riot, a student demonstration. One student was killed. So the jump required that we submitted our forms to our university of first choice. Please be seated. Don't use anointing to stand. And I took Unilag as my first choice, Unilag second choice, Unilag third choice. My mind was set. Unilag, nothing. So when the vehicle was coming to carry the forms, the students attempted to vandalize the vehicle. So the driver was maneuvering, and what happened? Many of the forms dropped off the vehicle. In those days, you take forms by buying postal order. I know the older ones will remember. So I had the counterfoil of my postal order in my possession. So I took my results to Jamb office. They used to be at Hawksworth Street. I don't know whether they are still there. Hawksworth Street. Thank you, mommy. I took my result there to submit. They said I should write my reference number at the back of the result so that they can put it in my file. I said I don't have reference number. They said, then you don't take form. You didn't take any form. Say it's a rumor. How can you be telling me I didn't take form? So I said, you know, you didn't take form. I said, ah. I brought out my counter for I showed them. This is my counter for I, I paid. They say, Alagba, we don't do business with those who don't have evidence that they took form. Go away. You see, we are service to God comes into play. My parents were poor teachers. My mother was a primary school teacher. My father was a secondary school teacher. We had nobody that could say any word for us. Every day for almost a week, I was going to Hawksworth from Shomolu, Bariga. Every day, I will stand in the sun in front of jam office from morning till they close. They never allowed me to go in. On the last day, I got to the gate as usual, determined. Ah, fasting was natural. Who will give you food? 
I was standing there and say, God, you have to do something. God, you have to do something. God, you have to do something. Then I saw one man. I mentioned names so that for those who are older, you can Google some of the names, you know them. His name was Christopher Oyeshiku. Christopher Oyeshiku was the director of NBC Choir. What you have as FRCN today used to be NBC. Thank you, Daddy. He was the director of NBC Choir. And in 1973, this country hosted what they called the second All-Africa Games. An announcement was made in the radio. I'm telling you this so that when it's time to call for those who are not doing anything for God, don't sit on your chair. They announced on the radio, they said, students of Queen's College, King's College, Igobi College, St. Gregory's, and a few other schools, they say, assemble at Queen's College if you're a member of the choir because we want you to come and sing the game's anthem. And I happen to be a chorister. Amen. My parents said, all Africa games, for what? No money. So I trudged from Shomolu every day to Queen's College. But I was compensated because every day they would give us jollof rice and chicken. Ah, you are laughing now. You can laugh. At that time, to take rice, mommy, you remember, for those of us, Sunday, Sunday, they call manje rice. Yes. And they even give you ice cream. Can you imagine? I will lick the ice cream on my way home, hoping I can take some home. The essence of this story is that immediately I saw Christopher Oyeshiku. Hey. This was the director that taught us games anthem in 1973. And as a Yoruba boy, I went and proceeded for him. He said, your face looks familiar. I said, yes. I am one of those that sang games anthem in 1973. Here am I, five years after. Standing in front of jam office endlessly. He said, why are you here? I told him my story. He said, my wife is the secretary to the registrar. Follow me. Hey. Hey. When I got to the gate, the gate man thought I was the normal, useless, unknown boy. They allowed Christopher Ishiku to enter, and they wanted to close the gate. I shouted, Daddy, Daddy, they are locking me out. Let him fall. Let him come. He's with me. I changed my steppings. <laughs> serving God is the best. I repeat, serving God is the best. Do not let anybody frustrate you from serving God. In your secular work, you are serving God. In your home, you are serving God. On the road, even despite the irritations of your other men, you are serving God. And that was how I ended up studying computer sciences. Brethren, if you look at Colossians, no, we have rendered Ecclesiastes 9:10. Whatever your hands finds to do, do it with your mind. Let me tell you one thing that marked us out then. They gave us the games anthem and after the first day, on our way home, you know, I told you they didn't give me money for transport. It wasn't part of.
this budget, very, very fat budget. So on my way home, I committed the game's anthem to memory. When we got there the next day, they said those of us who were too small, because I was in Form 3 then, they said, we boys cannot sing soprano and alto. That men will sing tenor and bass. And I was singing alto then in the choir. So automatically, I was to be weeded out. And I've tasted jollof rice. Ah, Oluwa, it can't be possible. Then God touched Ayobankole, who composed the game's anthem. He now talked to Christopher Yeshiku. He said, no, don't let us send them away like that. Let us give them a test. Those of you boys who sing soprano and alto, come here. If you can sing this song for us, then we can retain you. Others were singing the song, looking at paper. I folded my paper deliberately and put it in my back pocket. And by the grace of God, I sang the song. Mighty Africa in games and culture lead. I rendered the whole verse. Then I said, you sit down there. Hey, jollof rice and chicken. Said to. <laughs> and you can see how that little innocent diligence spoke for me five years after. I'm going to jump on everything and say, Father. Father. Say, Father. Father. Saturate me. Body, soul, and spirit. With your spirit of diligence, in the name of Jesus, saturate me, body, soul, and spirit with the spirit of diligence. In the name of Jesus, oh, pray, 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 pray. Body, soul, and spirit, saturate me with your spirit of diligence. In the name of Jesus, saturate me with your spirit of diligence. In the name of Jesus. Saturate me with your spirit of diligence in the name of Jesus. Saturate me with your spirit of diligence in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Please be seated. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, Walk at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Brethren, I won't bore you with this, but there are seven mountains of greatness. There are seven mountains of greatness. You have those who are into governance and politics. You have those who are into religion. You have the mountain of social media and entertainment. You have the mountain of engineering. In all, seven mountains. And every work you do can be classified into these seven mountains. Your life ambition the vision of God for your life is that you use those mountains to bring glory to God. If you know that song, all glory, all honor, all 
blessing to our God, Holy Father, we worship you, blessed Savior, as Savior, Spirit, we wait on you, Holy Spirit, we wait on you for what? Can you imagine if a Christian were to be the owner of CNN and CNN is allowed to be used as a platform to preach the gospel? I don't know about you. When there is thunderstorm and every other cable channel goes down, CNN doesn't go down. I don't want to mention our own Dovo. Now, for the mountain of religion, do you know the number of souls, number of families, that joy has been restored through the ministry of one man, Pastor E. Adeboe. Now imagine if all of us here can go out there and begin to make even 1% impact like him. Great blessing, great glory, great honor, we go to our God. That is why you and I must recognize that it is only the blessing of God that can make the difference in whatever we do. You are going to rise on your feet and say, Father. You say, Father. Help me to keep growing in diligent service to you, my maker, and to humanity. In the name of Jesus, help me, O Lord, to keep growing in diligent service. Help me, O Lord, to keep growing in diligent service. Help me, O Lord, to keep growing in diligent service. Help me, O Lord, to keep growing in diligent service. To you, my maker, and to humanity. In the name of Jesus, help me, O Lord, to keep growing in diligent service. Father, help me to keep growing in diligent service. Help me, O Lord, to keep growing in diligent service. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please be seated. Many times, the ways of God is different from the ways of men. The way we think we can get certain things done, when we allow God to take over, he surprises us pleasantly. You know, I mentioned earlier that a lecturer in Unilag provoked us and made us to come out fairly well at school. You know what the man did? Because we were delayed by all that jump episode, by the time we got to Unilag, they were almost going to have the matriculation. And they had already sealed admission of new students. 
But because we were favored, they sent us to go and see the registrar at that time. And the registrar asked us, what do you want to do? We said architecture. They called the man there, I think Aradion and then Dietzman. One was dean, one was head of the department. And they said there was no space. Because in architecture, you have studio, you have boards, and they are limited in number. So they now said, ah, here comes Professor Ogunye. This boy did very well. We can't get into architecture. You are in chemical engineering, take him. I said, no, sir, I won't go to chemical engineering. I don't want to end up making soap. I said, I know what I want, sir. Why? After school start, I had work, gone to work in a construction site. And I know that when the architect comes, no, they have no bond the engineer that will sit down. When the architect comes to a site, engineer will sit down. They have not born that engineer today. Because the architect is the one that designed the, the, the structure, the building. So you must stand up when he comes. And you know the biggest story? He used to collect 6% of the contract price. The structural engineer collects 3% of the contract price. Is it 3 or 2? 2%. Civil or building engineer takes 1% of the contract price. Then electrical and mechanical, they share 1%. And you now want me to go and do chemical, that's not even in the equation of sharing formula. I said I will wait for one year. They now send me to faculty of science. Go and waste one year there. So I got to the faculty of science, and I met one man, glorious man. His name was Mr. Akemu. He looked at my results and said, what are you doing here? Go to engineering. I laughed. You can imagine me at that time, very cocky small boy. I said, sir, I cannot do engineering. I cannot do engineering, sir. He said, why? I said, leave it. Let me just do any course here, math and, and physics. And I said, if you are going to waste one year here, Waste it doing something productive. I'll send you to computer science. So we went to the HOD. Acting HOD then, Dr. Olaide Abbas. He looked at us. He said, I want to show you know, Ah. You know what that means in English? It is those who make laws that violate the law. I said, they have stopped admission. And now you are coming with paper. You see? So I told my cousin that took me there. I said, you don't need to take insult because of me. Let's go. Today, I resemble my daddy here in that. Say, you don't have to take insult from me. No, no, no. Let's go, let's go, let's go. He now comes and say, eh, 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 look at this small boy. Eh, we'll put you there and see how you perform. I say, me? Eh, okay. I'll show you, Fefe. For from day one, I started reading as if the exam is tomorrow. Diligence. At the end, UBA, DPMS, former IBM, three other oil companies gave us a placement to do IT. I said, I don't want. I'm going to architecture. I didn't know that the head of department must sign you out before the new department can take you in. Lord have mercy. 
Or Lady Abbas said, I will not release my best student to go to another place. You have to read this course. You are too young. You are still young. After that, you can go and do architecture. That's how I got stuck in computer science. It was later I got to know that's God's plan for my life. Because designing is also in computer science. And guess what? The almighty God did not allow that labor, which we started in 1964, to go in vain. So working for God, taking God as the main thrust of whatever you do, is absolutely important. That is how the blessing will keep working for you. There are two things we are going to do now. And I want to beg you to forgive me because I'm going to be forcing certain things on you. Hmm. Holy Spirit, help me now. Every achievement that can be credited to my name is traceable to the favor of God. I repeat that. Every achievement credited to my name is traceable to the favor of God. Many of you know one man, they call Pastor Akin John. Pastor Akin John. We were together in Abuja, and we were planning Abuja Holy Ghost service. And they brought us in as the head of choir. And at that meeting, I saw the way people were doing things anyhow. Lee. Uh -uh. I said, you can't do the work of my God like this now. And I was too small to talk. So I put something on paper and sent it to the head. I said, Daddy, if you can do it like this, like this, like this, do this, do this, do this. I didn't know the man, the great man, Pastor Banuri of Blessed Memory. He just came to the next meeting and said, one of us has given us a recommendation. And we are going to do it like that. Say so, we are making you the... Eh? Eh? Hey! That was how I became a recording decimal in the planning committee for Abuja Holy Ghost Service. When Akijong got to Lagos and they were setting up the ICT board, he said, hey, there's this man, this young boy we knew in Abuja. His name must be there. Listen and listen well. In ICT of this church, when we joined, they were making money. That is the people there. With no disrespect to anybody. But we got there, we said no. We won't do business as usual. It is the blessing of God that make it rich. I said so. I won't mention the name of the company. You have not been performing well. They are giving you three months to shape up or we ship you out. Today, to the glory of God, ICT has been transformed from a call center, gulping between two and five million every month, to an income generating center that generates figures in the nine digits. Nine digits. I won't call any figure. I leave you to make up the figure yourself. And at the stage, they wanted to tempt us. They said, eh, you people are doing very well. We want to compensate you with this. I said, eh? I told the chairman. I said, it's a trap of the devil. Oh. The moment you take one cover from this church for doing what God has given you the intellect to do, God will stop blessing you. 
So if you are here this morning, let me start with those who are not workers. You are not a worker. Stand on your feet. I am happy. We are all. Ah. You are not a worker. Stand on your feet. You are not a worker in this church. Stand on your feet. You are not a worker in this church. Stand on your feet. I'm not going to compare you to come forward. But I will also, I will only recite one scripture to you. And that scripture is Matthew 19.29. Matthew 19. Let's have it on the screen so you will not think I'm making it up. We'll read it together. There is no employer that will give you 10,000 return on your investment for that employer. No one in this world except the almighty God. Read it, it's there. And everyone who has left houses and brothers or sisters, am I the one reading it alone? Read it with me now. That is your terms of employment. If you want 10,000 returns on your labor, begin to come forward now. You want 10,000 returns on your labor, begin to come forward now. You want to begin to work for God, begin to come forward now. There are some blessings you will never receive as an ordinary member. There are blessings you will never register as an ordinary member. It's not compulsory. At liberty to go back and sit down. I reported my mother in 1964 for not allowing me to join the boys' brigade. I reported her to Reverend Bisuga. I was six years old. And from that day, 1964, I started serving God. And today, I thank God. At 64 years old, I have no regrets. The pastors will give you a regiment of training you are going to go through. I don't know whether you see cut grasses today. But even if they make you to cut grasses, don't give up. Whatever they ask you to do, as Mary told those people, just do it. And I'm promising you, within two years from today, you will have been so transformed that everybody around of you will know you carry the blessing of God. But you need dedication. You need diligence. They will give you tasks. Do you know there was a time I used to think there are 99 books in the Bible? So because I became a worker, I knew that it's not 99. Is that many books? 66 books. So are you willing to work for God? So let us pray. My Father and my God, I thank you for your sons and daughters that have come forward to join your workforce. I also thank you because they are ready to go through whatever process or procedures they need to go through. Mighty and everlasting God, please establish these ones in your workforce in the name of Jesus. Beginning from today, 
give special attention to their demands in the name of Jesus. And in your kingdom, oh Lord, count them worthy to reign with you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Parish coordinator, please follow him. He will take your name. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing. You can clap better. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. Oh, yes. Walking in the light of So walk, so walk, 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 walk. Walking in the light. So walk, walk. Walk, walk, walk it in the light. So walk, 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 walk it in the light. Oh yes, walk it in the light of God. Now listen and listen very well. I'm not, I'm not talking to the pastors. I mean the ministers, the workers. You see, our daddy here used to say something to us. And um, used to say that ah, you make people feel they are not working. Sir, the truth, sir, is that I'm not the one doing it. Oh. Sir, do you know on Sunday we had light up crusade in the Bute Meta at Evan Square? I didn't go, I, I wasn't there. And they came back with a harvest of 86 souls. 86. Brethren, the day you catch the vision of Daniel 12:3. the blessing of God will be running after you. Because God himself will have to ensure that you keep shining. Say amen. amen. But what are the requirements? You know, the Bible says something. It says, God showed the children of Israel the works of God. But he showed Moses what? The ways of God. When God showed you only, only his works, you have no control. But if you know how to get his miracles to happen, you can keep reproducing different miracles everywhere you go. And that is why, you see this badge I carry? I carry it with all sense of responsibility and gratitude to God. Brethren, because of those who will say it's not in the Bible, I will show you. In the Bible, God has promised us five different crowns. Five different crowns. The first is the crown of life. You find that in James 1.12. Second is crown of glory. You find that in 1 Peter 5, 1-4. Number three is the crown of rejoicing. 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 to 20. Number four is crown of righteousness. 2 Timothy 4, 7 to 8. Number five is the incorruptible crown. 1 Corinthians 9, 25. In heaven, by his grace, every one of us will wear those five crowns. Eh? Whether you say amen or not, you must wear that, those crowns. So if in heaven you are going to be wearing five different crowns, Lord have mercy. What says you cannot carry a badge from here? What does this badge stand for? 
Anybody in Lepi 70, a pastor you see, check the Roman figure at the bottom. The Roman figure will tell you the number of parishes that pastor has participated in planting. I carry C. C in Roman figure stands for what? God bless you. These are my constituency people. C stands for 100. It means your pastor standing before you has planted more than 100 parishes. We do it as an incentive, all glory be to God, to let people know. Let me tell you this. There are so many things people will say you are not qualified for. When God qualifies you, nobody can stop you. Let's have Daniel 12, 3. Then I'll, I'll say one or two prayers, then we'll round off for today. Daniel 12, 3. Let's have it on the screen. From today, Daddy will not be able to rest again. You'll be bombarding him with different outreach programs, bombarding him with different locations for church planting, and you will keep shining and keep shining. Now, let's look at it. The way we read it that time, say, those who are soul winners will shine like the brightness of the firmament. Those who plant parishes will shine as stars forevermore. Yes. Sir, it was the choir, provincial choir that came to me and said, we want to do an actual program at Evans Square. I said, good. Which are the zones around Evans Square? Our zone 2, zone 3, and zone 6. I called the PIC zones together. I said, work with the choir, organize it, and I'll support you. And that's how it happened. As long as you engage in soul winning, as long as you engage in church planting, you don't, I don't beg people anymore to go and plant parishes. No, we won't beg you. We won't beg you because it's for your shining. But we have Joshua's and Caleb's. And I'm sure many Joshua's and Caleb's are seated here this morning. You will go out there, identify places where parishes can be planted. You come back to daddy and tell him. He will be the one to beg you, say, Otito for now, Otito for this, for this month. So you are here, you are a worker. And you, need, you want that grace to be an unstoppable soul winner. To be an incurable church planter. Without any doubt, you need resources. And when the grace comes, resources will follow. Rise on your feet and come forward. I want to become an unstoppable soul winner. Rise on your feet and begin to come forward. I want to become an incurable church planter. Rise on your feet and begin to come forward. I need resources to do it. I want my eyes to see places where souls can be won for God. Come forward. I want resources. I don't want to beg anybody to build for God anymore. I want to single-handedly be able to build for my God. Come forward. Hallelujah. Now listen to us very well. Please listen very well. The resources are going to come. I'm assuring you, from places you least expect, resources are going to come. But please, you know our daddy used to say something. I know many of you remember. He said, God is bringing three blessings your way. He said, the first one, you're going to give it to God 100%. He said, the second one, you do it how? 
Then the third one, you keep to yourself. Very good. That's exactly what the Holy Spirit has said I should tell you. God is going to bring an opportunity your way. The blessing of that opportunity is going to be so staggering. You will know that this is not of my own effort. Please, don't be tempted. Give it to God. The second one will come in even an, a more unthinkable manner. That one is 50-50. Then the last one, as daddy talking about settlement in Lekki and other places, your own will be in the major cities of the world in the name of Jesus. You know, like mommy said, he prayed, she prayed at the beginning about the economy of Nigeria. Let me tell you this. Somebody called us many, many months ago and said, Daddy, this is your money here. It's losing value every day. I know somebody who is exporting and he needs Naira. Can we convert your Naira to dollar so they can invest the same money in dollar bond and still be getting interest? Brethren, he told me this when dollar to naira was 360 to one dollar. Today, dollar is naira is naira, uh, dollar is 590. You can calculate the, the gain. It wasn't me, it wasn't my knowledge. And those who study economics will tell you there are two factors that determine the currency exchange: consumption and production. Summary. When your consumption is entirely from imports, your currency will keep going down. So Naira has not rested. Though. And, and until God changes our policymakers and they begin to let our consumption be driven by what we produce, I am sorry. I'm going to lift your hands to heaven and say, Father. You say, Father. I am available as an unstoppable soul winner, as an incurable church planter. Use me for your glory. In the name of Jesus, use me for your glory, O oh Lord. Use me for your glory, O oh Lord. Use me for your glory, O oh Lord. Use me, O oh Lord, for your glory. I want to be an unstoppable soul winner. Wherever there are opportunities to win souls, oh Lord, I will not let it slip by. Every opportunity to build for you, I will not let it go. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Daddy, we thank you. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the resolve of your children. You are the one who can give life to every resolution. Release your breath of life into their resolution. And by this time next month, put each and every one of them in a position to testify of your faithfulness. Father, we thank you because we know it is forever settled. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. My lifetime. Oh, yes. I will give God my lifetime. Oh, my lifetime, I will give God my lifetime. Oh, yes. 
Finally now, is there any desire in your heart? We have not taken offering, no. We will take it after. Very good. Is there any desire in your heart? There's something that you want God to do for you. That you know no man can do. You are now free to come to the altar. While I invite my daddy and my mommy to please come up and pronounce fatherly and motherly declarations. There's something you want God to do for you. And you know it's only God that can do it. You cannot take it to, to any man. I invite daddy and mommy to please come. They're going to give us the father's declaration. Father's and mother's declaration. Oh, father, we thank you. 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 Our Father and our God, the Almighty, we want to thank you for today. Thank you so much for bringing us to this place. Lord, we declared, O oh Lord, that this day will be a day that you will bless the works of our hands. Amen. Father, we declare that it will be that day and you made it possible for us to come. You didn't allow anything to hinder us from coming. Father, we came, O oh Lord. You are not a man that you should lie. You know that the son of man that you should repent of what you have said. Because you said it and we came. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that indeed you will bless us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Lord, indeed you will open the heavens upon us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Indeed you will cause your rain to fall upon our lands in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Indeed you will cause our land to yield its increase in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, indeed we ask, O oh Lord, that our hands shall be full of your bounty in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. My Father, my God, Lord, you are God. And you said we should ask you, say, call upon me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Our Father and our God, Lord, we have come forward, O oh Lord, making our request unto you individually. Because you are God who hears all. The Bible says, he that has here will he not hear. You are God who has heard every request of the hearts of every person that is here. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you will show yourself, O oh Lord, concerning that request in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you will hear us from heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You will grant our heart desires in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, many of us, we are in some troubles that have become intractable. Some troubles that we have tried to get ourselves out of and it's been extremely difficult for us. But you said in your word that we should call upon you in the day of trouble. You said you will answer us and you will deliver us. My Father, my God, Lord, I ask concerning everyone that is, O oh Lord, making such requests amongst us this morning. Father, I ask, O oh Lord, that you will send your deliverance unto us in Jesus' mighty name. Father, you send your deliverance unto us in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, your word made us to understand that lawful captives shall be delivered. You said the prayer of the mighty shall be set free. Father, you said you will contend with him that contends with us. You said you will save our children. Lord, we pray for everyone, oh Lord, whose matter is concerning their children here. 
and Lord, their, their hearts are troubled because of the matters of their children. Remember that word. You said that lawful captives shall be delivered. Why? Because we will contend with those who put them in captivity. This morning we ask, oh Lord, that you will bring this scripture to pass in the lives of such people that are in that situation in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. There are things that money cannot buy. There are things that even if money can buy, we don't even have the money. And Lord, you are the one that is able to do such things for us. My Father, my God, this morning, Lord, as many that are in this place, even if money can buy the their, their problem that they have, they don't even have the money. And so, how, where do they go? Where do they go from here? My Father, my God, Lord, this morning I'm asking, because they have come forward unto you, the God that can do all things, the God with whom nothing is impossible. My Father, my God, Lord, I ask Jehovah, Lord, that you will address those matter in their lives in Jesus' mighty name. The things that money cannot buy, Father, you will address them in Jesus' mighty name. Even the things that money can buy, Lord, you will address them in Jesus' mighty name. Father, Lord, I ask, O oh Lord, that many of us will have some not-too-nice songs, songs of complaints, songs of lamentations, songs, O oh Lord, that came out of sorrow, the sorrow in our hearts. My Father, my God, many of us are saying, how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? My Father, my God, Lord, I ask this morning, Lord, that you will change those songs in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, you will change our songs, O oh Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You will cause us to be clothed in the garment of praise in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father. Lord, you asked us to come and you came. Let our coming not be in vain. If we don't have testimony in the next few days, it will be like our coming has been in vain. Father, let our coming not be in vain. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we want to thank you so much for our daddy that you have used to minister to us. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will minister back unto him. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He appeared to have been completely figured, I mean, everything is well figured out for him. But there is no man who doesn't have a need in his life. There is no man who doesn't have a need in his life. Father, that need in his life, however little, however big, that need in his life, that you alone, you alone can meet. Meet it in Jesus' mighty name. Do it so that he will be able to trace it to his coming to this place in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, precious Father. We give you praise. We exalt your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the name of the Lord. Hold it a little, even if it is just one line. If it is just one line, can you say one prayer? Our Father and our God, we want to bless your name. Thank you because you are the God who answers prayers. And you are the God that is plenteous in mercy. Father, in your mercy, look upon all your children that are standing before your altar this morning. In the name of Jesus. Whatsoever may be the desire of their hearts. Whatsoever, oh God, may be the longings of their hearts. Whatsoever it is that they require to make their joy to be full, please do it for them in the name of Jesus. Our Father in heaven, we ask that your mercy will prevail over judgment in all our lives. And at the end of everything, oh God, we will have reasons to glorify your name. Thank you, our blessed Redeemer. 
In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.